Welcome to the BCI's Business Continuity Awareness Week podcast 2021. My name is Rena Singh from the Resilience Pod and I will be your host in this series as we explore this year's theme, Business Continuity Starts With You. I'll be talking with some of the most experienced professionals in the industry discussing the importance of raising internal awareness, some of the challenges as well as some of the tips, methods and techniques we can all take away. Today's episode is centered around raising BC awareness during a project. My next guest, who has a wealth of practical experiences in business continuity, the security industry, and HM Forces, he has been involved in many projects over the years and tells me his favorite one has been on has been working on a certification project on ISO 22301. Please join me in welcoming our next guest, Mark Hobden, director of operation support at Bidvest Noonan UK. Hi Mark, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good thank you, how are you? Good thanks, welcome. Um, you know before we get into this I just you've said to us that your favorite project it has been working on implementing an ISO 22301 certification. Can you tell us why? It's more a case of why not really. It's um, okay. It's um, I've been involved in numerous certification projects, uh, I suppose really now for approximately the past seven or eight years. Okay. I remember the first time I read the standard, um, and to be fair, it was the first standard I'd read. And what got me is why more companies didn't have it. Wouldn't you want a framework that is designed to enable your business to continue during major disruptions and, you know, impacts to your service? I think the past <laughs> year even is a very important one as well. Yeah, indeed it has. And you know what? It's really interesting that you say say that. And it's working on projects is is different because it's not something I'm guessing a lot of our practitioners would do. And especially when you when you think about implementing certifications like ISO two two three oh one, it can seem quite draining. So just to get an idea, and the rest of the episode is going to focus on kind of how you've done this and raised awareness is really interesting. So if we dive a little bit deeper into this who was involved and what was the scope of the project? Well our scope has changed uh, quite massively over the past six or seven years so I suppose a, a very brief overview. Uh, mm. I worked for a company uh, called Ultimate Security. Uh, they're a decent sized company that operated predominantly in zone one in London that's where literally 95% of our business was uh, and we achieved certification in ooh, just over six years ago now, actually. Uh, a lot of people that ran that company we're looking at a lot of uh, ex-forces, uh, senior police uh, so it was all very well, as you'd expect with a security company, very, very security focused. So I had to kind of uh, meld the project, so to speak, around that, uh, just to keep the MD happy, really. Um, and it worked quite well. But then um, just over three years ago, uh, ultimately was sold to a company called Noonan, uh, who are now called Bidvest Noonan. And uh, we kept the certificate just within our security division, which was one of the four divisions within that company, and decided to go for group certification, uh, which we achieved in November last year. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> okay, so you're covering quite a wide sphere, um, not in your scope, but I guess the people involved. So what what kind, what kind of the roles uh, around this were involved in helping you gain the certification in this project? I, I needed a like for the security side over here. It was really just business as usual because it's something we've been doing for many years anyway. Right. Uh, 
really needed uh, like the buy-in and the support from a lot of the uh, like the Irish side, so to speak. And thankfully, um, I had support from that prior. Originally, we were going to do this project a couple of years ago, but due to a massive rebranding project, we kind of put it on pause for a little bit. But what really pleased me about Bidvest Noonan is when um, so I'm very compliance related as well. And mm -hmm. when I'm the old ultimate security, this isn't a knock on them. Like we did it because we had to do it. But Bidvest Noonan, it's, uh, it's not seen as uh, a need, it's seen as a want, you know. Um, so there was a lot of buying from that. And uh, the, the risk and compliance department that's predominantly based in Ireland uh, were, were a massive part of the certification project as well. T department, because uh, uh, the, the group is also certificated against uh, ISO 27001. For my projects, I helped them out with theirs, who did get the buy-in. And uh, what really helps from like the operations side, uh, a lot of buy-in and a lot of support from senior uh, directors within like the operations side in Ireland and GB as well, to be fair. Yeah, and I guess that's really key, isn't it? And also involving your risk and compliance departments, definitely something you need for, for such a uh, project and scope like this. So we've got an idea of how big the scope was and who was involved. No doubts there were challenges. So uh, would you be able to share with us like some of the key challenges you faced when trying to implement this? Yeah, there was uh, the two things that spring to mind really is the first one is the obvious one, COVID. <laughs> yes. Massively changed the way that we had to work, which is fine. But there'd be a certain kind of irony really if we couldn't continue with a business continuity project during a disruption. So I'm actually <laughs> pleased it did continue because it shows we've got something that is working a little bit. So as well as like the obvious challenges of COVID, it's like when I mentioned like the old ultimate security a while ago, there was like one of our contracts that didn't understand it or need a bit of assistance. They were only around the corner. So I could pop over there, have a cup of tea and a chinwag with the person and go through it with them. Do that during even pre-COVID, I couldn't do that with our current uh, you know, we operate in two different countries all over the place. Um, so as well as the obvious uh, COVID challenges, it was initially very security focused. So I had to mm -hmm. make it focused so I could get the buy-in from the uh, the management teams within the other sectors that don't provide security. This folks, so basically I pretty much eliminated the word security uh, and then used scenarios um, and issues that relate to their service so I could get their buy-in and their support. How did you overcome the COVID challenge uh, and then actually, well, you kind of alluded to it, the, the other challenge of repli just replacing the, the name from security to BC. What else did you do to overcome some of the challenges you faced? Well, with the COVID one, thankfully, we started using Microsoft Teams pre-COVID. There was just numerous different channels set up on Teams, for not just relating to the BC project, but for our business operations in general. Um, we had uh, working groups set up for different elements and different challenges that we'd obviously faced really from March onwards last year. What I what I did find is uh, pre-COVID, when the, there was a little bit of reluctance, because we've always got like large projects on the go. What I found with Bidvest Noonan is they weren't refer. They were very well. We are a very robust and resilient organisation, but it was just never referred to as business continuity or as resilience. It was just seen as business as usual. Uh, it was, again, getting it to relate to what people did. Uh, I suppose going, going back several years when we first started it, you know, like the, I've had to change the way I've worked over the years just because of different issues and, you know, a diff, like very different scopes. Actually, when I first started it, everything was just 
brand new and thrown at the sites. You know, we created all these different documents, uh, you know, all these different processes, all these different policies, and it was seen as in addition to what we already did. I was to get the buy-in from people because it was seen as extra work. Obviously, over the years, I just tie in with what we already do, but make sure there are plans that relate to the individuals, the rest of the key functions, the critical tasks of that different department. Doing uh, a tabletop exercise for, say, our office staff in one of our office locations, scenario is applicable to something that could impact what they do. So I'm not going to talk to them about, let's say, a, a terrorist attack in a shopping centre because they wouldn't have much to do with that. Talk about loss of location, loss of IT, you know, uh, those type of subjects. And in turn, when it comes to, you know, our, uh, if I'm doing a tabletop for our, uh, our staff that operate in the health sector, I'm going to do it as something that relates to their service. So it's really making it relatable to the role that the people do. Yeah, and that's really important, isn't it? Because you can have all the certifications you want, but if the language isn't clear and people don't understand it, then there's no point having all this certification and all this stuff. So really interesting point there. And you've, you've touched on this a little bit by defaulting uh, about raising awareness because this year's theme for business continuity awareness is that it starts with you. So how did you personally raise awareness of this project within this environment? Two things that I really did. One was basically I produced a booklet. In fact, I didn't produce a new booklet, I reviewed uh, and reissued one that I've been using for a couple of years. Prior to 2020, it was again relating predominantly to our security service. Okay. Uh, so I did that thing, I wiped out the word security and just focused on service to make it more relatable. I set up a series of, um, funny enough, most of them actually came during Business Continuity Awareness Week last year. I kind of used that as um, a stepping stone as such. Ah. And um, did a series of like you know online presentations like through Microsoft Teams on different subjects relating to business continuity and risk management within our organization and again for depending on the audience I tweaked it so it related to like the service line I was presenting to. Fab it's interesting isn't it um, that with COVID restrictions and you've done a lot of this awareness you've had to really adjust doing things digit digitally and have you found that that's been a challenge when you were trying to get this awareness um, out? There's pros and like, I look at the way when we first started using Teams massively, let's say like last March when, you know, when the first lockdown kicked in, didn't have much etiquette about it. You know, it's, um, it's pretty hard to have an informal meeting on Teams. There's got to be a structure and there's got to be someone really directing who's talking and when. So it mm. takes one of the downsides is it takes away like the natural flow of some conversations. Yeah. Um, and also as well, it's like uh, I've done it myself. I know full well that on some meetings you dial in, you don't turn your camera off, you're not really paying attention and you're doing your own work in the background. There is an L, like, thankfully that doesn't happen often. But what I've noticed is like, you know, us using Teams now or any other online platform now compared to how we used it a year ago, you know, we're so much more uh, more switched on with it. You know, it's, uh, we've yeah. got better skills and drills in place to uh, use it properly. Indeed. And I just want to take a step back into uh, looking and focusing on the booklet that you created, because I think that's really interesting and one that the audience might find useful to do when trying to raise awareness uh, in their respective organisations. What did your booklet entail? Oh, I'm just going to actually open it so I can see the contents and just run yeah. through it. 
And it, and does it have images as well? Uh, and do people in your organization from your experience like that? Like what tips could you give to our audience on what they could create? And actually also while you open it up, how easy was it to create? Not that difficult. It's a seven page document. And really uh, what I've tried to do is like, because there's actually one of the control standards that you need to have in place for business continuity is awareness, detailed process that kind of just sits. Obviously with any ISO is a documented management system. So literally everything yeah. needs to be documented in some form here or there. So, you know, we have a policy on awareness, but, you know, because it sticks to the full criteria that's listed within the standard, you know, there's, it's a technical read. It's not a natural flowing, easy to understand document wanted and you've got to you know we've got staff working in different sectors uh, across two different countries over 20,000 staff in total yeah so that's a lot of people uh, so what I wanted to do was uh, kind of break it down into like simplified English because that it's not a friendly document to read it's very technical out a section of the standard for people to understand main contents are uh, I just give an overview of what the project is uh, I'll then cover the the management system structure yeah uh, funny enough i cover awareness uh, i give a view of the control standards uh then I, a breakdown of service function and risk you know the risks basically associated with each service and function of our organization yeah uh, a view of what a business continuity plan is uh, an overview of our testing and exercising regime uh, a brief on communication uh everybody's favorite there's a section on audits uh, and then with it being um uh, an ISO standard. Uh, I always do a little bit on plan, do, check, act, the, the PDC mm -hmm. that we have to work towards. And then something I found online that's quite useful that I've added in is uh, the 10 golden rules of business continuity. Okay, please do share a few with us. And we probably don't have time for all 10, but what are your, what was your two favourites? My favourite part is the kickoff. Um, yeah. I, head, I call it a clause four survey. So I don't just do continuity for Bidvest Noon and I get um I do some client projects as well for some clients of ours and what yeah. I find so I hold like a, an informal meeting with you know members of the, the management teams of the different services on the properties that we do this for uh, and in my head I call it a clause for survey because it relates to the context of the organization but then it leads on to so many things informal conversation with a man obviously I'm taking more notes than I probably need to uh, we have a discussion about what service they provide to the property, what's needed to provide it, um, what kit and equipment is needed, uh, you know, uh, what are the essential tasks and the, the key functions of your team. Uh, and then later on, so after I've done that initial survey, then look, okay, this is what they do. This is what they need to do it. Now let's look at what can stop you from doing that. Mm. Uh, on. But then I, but I think the most beneficial part in, uh, oh, sorry, is testing and exercising a plan that looks fantastic and sounds great when you read it but if you've not tested it it's not worth anything absolutely do you think because you know i know we're talking about projects and you're, you're talking about your favorite one with the iso certification but in general that when looking at business continuity whether it's certified or not in projects or not it should be the same we should still be following the same life cycle or is it different I've taken elements from uh, ISO standards into other projects that I do. Like, you know, it's yeah. uh, the first thing I ask when everybody wants uh, certification is like, why do you want it? Mm. Okay. Is, it is that a contractual requirement? 
Is it uh, something that you need to have? Is it something that you just want to have to tell other people that you've got it? You know, understanding the reasons why they want it, and then I break it down. And funny enough, like uh, rule number two is uh, identify the the key in brackets critical services. It's on sort of funny, and then rule number five, carry out. Uh, uh, in here, it's called what if uh, scenario testing and tabletop exercises. To me, uh, the difference between them, there's obviously there's many many different ways of testing a plan. Uh, but the two most favoured ways I use, especially as we're all working remotely now, is like the what if scenario test, which is uh, very informal, uh, just held with a few people where you throw out the everyday type of situations that can impact your service. Uh, I then use more formal tabletop exercises uh, for dealing with major incidents and major disruptions. Fab. So yeah, we've heard a lot of varied and interesting points from you, which is quite interesting relating to this project. Um, finally then, Mark, how did this project end? What was the conclusions and results? Well, technically it's not ended because we've got certification and it's going to be ongoing for as long as they have the appetite to keep it. In November last year, we held, we were audited remotely uh, by uh, LR, Lloyd's Register. Uh, and I'm pleased to say that we did uh, pass the audit and uh, I did achieve certification. Uh, but it's not stopping there. But in April, uh, which is in the future from where I am now, uh, we've got just a one day audit to transition over to the, the latest version of the standard, which is the 2019 edition. I suppose over the years, there's been a lot of debate about the business impact analysis. Uh, yeah. And this standard, it was uh, whilst in, like the maximum tolerable period for disruption, the MTP was mentioned in the old standard it was only mentioned in the glossary, and you're not actually audited against an mcpd now we're doing a massive review of our business impact analysis because we need to focus more on like the mtpds as well the standard now has more focus on the business impact analysis than what it did interesting very interesting and i feel like that's a debate for another day uh, mm. and we could do a whole episode on that but really interesting and i really like your point that actually the product hasn't ended you've got to maintain this when you're you're putting in any type of iso but especially uh the 201 it just doesn't end there you've got you've got to do that cycle right so yeah thanks for some of your insights into this uh, and your experiences okay well thank you for coming on the bci's uh podcast mark it's been great to have you and guys thank you for listening to this uh, business continuity awareness week podcast with me your host rena singh and our guest mark clubden we hope you enjoyed it and it's given you a little bit of food for thought to learn more about bcaw business continuity awareness week head over to the bci.org forward slash bcaw2021 and follow us on social media thanks again and i'll see you in the next episode